This is Steve from the Retroman blog, and welcome to episode 8 of Retrosonic Podcast. Send me a postcard. Shocking Blue and send me a postcard. And today in the pod, we are joined by my regular colleagues, Adam from the Jetsonics. Good evening. And Paul Slattery. Good evening. How are we doing, chaps? Yeah, uh, well. Yeah, we haven't been together for a while, have we? No, yeah. no not, not the three of us. No, no, it's all been down to yeah. gigs and colds and man That's right, flu. man flu. <laughs> Too many gigs, yeah. no time. <laughs> That's right. Been a busy month. And that was Shocking Blue and sent me a postcard uh, from, from Holland. Uh, did you know that they were the first Dutch band to get a number one in America? Really? Yeah. Probably. Uh, probably the only. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> the uh, only Dutch band. How many Dutch bands can you think of? Golden ah, Earring. well, there's a good focus. Yeah. Golden, yeah. That's two. I'm pretty much stumped now. That's yeah. it. Van der Volk. Oh, no, he's a detective. <laughs> <laughs> Grupo oh. Sportivo. Ah. <laughs> Four. Right, that was a great, great track. And so they were probably better known for the for Venus, their big smash. Nice way to start the show, that one. And what have we got next, Adam? I thought it'd be about Adam and the Ants because we haven't played any yet. And I used to like seeing them in the old days, pre the double drummers. Oh, because you were there, you were there at the yeah, early yeah. Adam and the Ants gig, weren't you? But this is one from that era. That I think it was an old song that Marco Peroni polished up a bit in the studio. Yeah. And uh, I love everything about this one. This one's called "Beat My Guest." Yeah, he's a choice and a hustle, yeah, beat 
That was uh, Adam and the Ants and Beat My Guest. Great track, isn't it? Yeah, I like everything about that. I like the structure, I like the guitar, the great things that Marco does with the guitar on there to mimic what the singing is going on about. He's a good guitarist, Marco. He's underrated, yeah. I yeah. think. And there's a good bit of yodelling on that. There's not enough yodelling not on enough songs, is there, really? <laughs> That's another good one. How many songs have got yodelling on it, you know? <laughs> Yeah, you could, you could play that up the Swiss Alps and find yourself right at home, couldn't you? I know you could, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you used to see, see Adam and the Ants a lot yes. in the, back in the day. Yeah, yeah. When, when they had the original single drummer line. Yeah, 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 yeah. Crazy, crazy gigs. Yeah. Quite scary, but, but really good to watch. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah. And uh, what kind you of venues were they playing back in those days? Not just standard venues, but they play small places, like they play the, the castle in Richmond or... Yeah. Um, yeah, just everywhere. The railway in West Hampstead. West Hampstead. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's all oh, right. Okay. Yeah. 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 And Paul, you've we've been meaning to play this band for since we first started, really, and we never got around to it. And this is a band that's quite close to your heart, the Tours. So, so tell us a little bit about this band. The Tours. Well, um, I was uh, working on Sounds magazine back in 1979, and uh, Dave McCulloch, who was this uh, wonderful journalist who was finding all kinds of uh, young rock bands at the time. Uh, I walked into the office and uh, Dave was waving this tape in my face and he was going, Slattery, Slattery, I've been sent this fantastic tape by this band called Tours there. I said, where are they from? He said, oh, pool. I said, hmm, it doesn't sound like a hot bit of rock, rock and, and roll, roll to me. <laughs> no. <laughs> but um, we went down to pool and uh, went to this little pub and uh, saw this band play and I, I, was, I was amazed. They were fantastic. They mm. were certainly one of the best power pop bands. I think I'd mm. ever seen, and they—they uh, uh, they were hot. Um, they were hot at that time because they were—they'd—they'd they'd released a, an amazing single uh, called um, "Language School," which oh, John Hill had um, had played evidently on uh, fifty consecutive nights uh, on on his program. Oh, really? <laughs> uh, subsequently, it becoming uh, his uh, second favourite single after. Uh, the undertones teenage kicks but yeah, yeah. um yeah a, a bunch of record companies uh, beat a path to their door uh and uh, they were signed up by virgin uh, got given an advance of uh, about 250 grand and then uh, promptly disintegrated <laughs> but it's a shame. Uh, they it was a real shame because uh, their gigs were were superb mm. great players and uh, the interesting thing about that band was uh uh, the uh, the two songwriters, uh, Ronnie Mayer and Richard Mazda, were also two lead singers as well. Yeah. Ronnie would sing his songs, okay, yeah. which were all about girls on the beach, yeah. and uh, Richard would sing his songs, which was more about uh, angst of the soul. Oh, right. So yeah. uh, they they a good balance. It was a great balance. <laughs> it was a great balance, and uh, that's why that's why the subsequent record, which came out. 30 years later, the subsequent album, uh, the album of the year that never was, which came <laughs> yeah. out 30 years later after uh, after um, some great uh, uh, detective work. So who put the album out then? <laughs> well, it was Cherry, Cherry Red put the album out, and uh, it was uh, it was a guy called Derek Hammond, who was a yeah. fan, who, uh, who tracked... All these old demos down. Uh, they found old eight tracks, which they cleaned up. Mm. And uh, Cherry put this album together a few years ago, and uh, it's an absolutely brilliant album. It is tours yeah. album of the year that never was. And uh, I think my most played record on this is uh, "Can't Get Through." Well, let's hear it. Let's play the tours and "Can't Get Through." <laughs>
and it was a tours and can't get through and uh, yeah I see what you mean that was a great great track from a really really good album and it, I mean the album as a whole when you think it's just a collection of demos and unreleased stuff it, it's just one of the best albums I've heard in ages and when you played that to me I couldn't believe I'd never even heard the name of the band no. and uh, the fact that they just what released a couple of singles was that it that's originally? it yeah it's basically a, a yeah. tourist information mm. and uh, language school that yeah. was it they released them on their own label yeah, and yeah. then that's all they released in yeah. the band's lifetime. Yeah, and all these all these demos were recorded and never released. Yeah, and well, it was um it was it was so tragic because uh, yeah. I think there was a lot of pressure from Virgin Records to change the band, change the lineup, and the band just kind of imploded under the pressure. Yeah. They were a young mm. band, usual thing, and uh, it was a disgrace really because they, they, this could have been this could have been a really really big band. A huge band tours could have been a massive band, and it was it was it was a tragedy. They never were. I think so. I mean, listening to the album, I mean, the songwriting on there is as good as say it's good as, but I mean, it's on a par with say the chords or the jam and that sort of style. And I think that there was definite potential there, wasn't it? I mean, like I said, language school. What a great track. Tourist information. I mean, they they yeah. they they they're tracks the jam could have put out in their in their peak, and they would have been hits, wouldn't they? They would. They'd been massive hits. They would have been massive hits, and uh, I, I just, uh, uh, I think it's really so sad that uh, they never were the massive band that uh, that I hoped they were going to be. But mm. uh, you can go out and get this really superb album, Tours Album of the Year. That never was, and listen to all these real yeah. nuggets of, uh, of of prime power pop power music. Pop, yeah. Could probably do a program of bands that. Um couldn't release stuff because of contractual obligations. Contractual obligations, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, record company getting involved again as usual, yeah. you know. But it's, it's an excellent track and, uh, you know, we've, I said we've been we've been busy. Uh, I think one of the one of the gigs of the year, which probably actually was the gig of the year, was Judah. Judah? At the Buffalo Bar. Oh, Judah at the Buffalo Bar, that was, that was, that was a hot gig. Yeah. Hot in more than one we, way. Oh, it was a classic, wasn't it? It was an absolute classic. Now, I hot-footed it there from the pukes. Well, that's right, because it was a damaged goods... Talking about record companies, now, damaged goods is, is great. We've done a podcast with Ian, which you can check out on the other Retrosonic episodes. And classic bit of record company management where he had two release parties on the same night. <laughs> that's right. We were up at the Dublin Castle watching the pukes to a, uh, a release party up there. About 25 girls uh, and a few men on stage up there in this packed, packed Dublin castle. And uh, of course with the uh, with celebratory punks doing their dancing down the front and making it difficult for me to take any pictures, but I'm well used to those people. Mm-hmm. There's nothing I can do. <laughs> Elbow in the face. <laughs> that keeps them at bay anyway. Yeah. But uh, that was an amazingly hot gig. Uh, the moment they finished that, I was uh, out of there and made my way down to to the Buffalo yeah. Bar in Highbury Islington. Just Sorry. before, just the moment, literally the moment before Judah came on stage. That's right, exactly, yeah. I mean, if you were getting any money for it, you would have certainly have earned it that night, I reckon. It's almost painful. Because that was the Pukes were having their EP launch, which they've got the great EP. The Pukes, as you, as you probably know, listening to the podcast, are the uh, ukulele punk orchestra, about 25 girls and a couple of guys who are fantastic. And they released their EP um, just on damaged goods that night. And then Judah are the, are the great Italian sort of glam band that we've played on the podcast before and that was a very rare gig for them in London at the, at the Buffalo Bar which is a small basement bar it can take about how many do you think 150? 200? Oh 150 people and there was about was, 200 in there yeah <laughs> <laughs> and there, and we were at the front and because you know we go most gigs we go to they're all people of our certain age aren't they so everyone's very respectful <laughs> now at gigs aren't they there's not the violence yes. that we used to when we were kids that we used to have to put up with so everyone's nice and, and if you want to go to the front it's like excuse me can i go to the front and, <laughs> would you mind and is there a seat i can sit down is there a balcony and and the bands are the same and but that was a gig and there was young people there wasn't there being being rowdy and raucous and it was great and people were falling over and slam dancing and going crazy and singing along and it was just fantastic 
first time I've seen them live, and they're as yeah. good, if not better, than the record, which is saying something. Oh, and you I were was, right there at the front? I was right there at the front, and getting buffeted by all them sundry, but yeah. uh, I, I, I wasn't worried because uh, I was right. I was in the yeah. front of this fantastic band. That's great. And it really was great action, too. Five-piece band, rock on. Yeah. It was classy, wasn't it? Ah, oh, and the singer. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a fantastic guy. He was massive, isn't he? He's giant. Yeah. But what charisma? Oh, fantastic! What guitarists? All of them. What drummer? I I couldn't believe how gr- what a great band they were. Really, yeah. I it was it was a truly stupendous and. Yeah. Uh, memorable gig definitely definitely and that was put on at the the some weird sin club night the regular night at the mm. buffalo bar and there's a great bunch of people that put the gigs on down there uh, i mean they've had the fallen leaves on um johnny cola and the a grays were, were supporting judah they were great and, and all in all it was probably if, if looking back it, it was probably the gig so far and let's play let's play a judah track yeah let's play and um, and you can see uh, i did a video of this from from the gig which if you look at the blog www.retromanblog.com and look for judah you can see a video that i filmed of this gig and you'll be able to get a slight idea of what it was like at the front of the stage it's right you're right in the thick of the action and here it is this is a judah and get it over What else have we been up to then? Let's look at our busy schedule. We had um, another great gig was with Crash 74, wasn't there, at the, at the 12 bar? Oh. Which was a surprising gig because it was a scratch band, really, wasn't it? Made up of Harley Feinstein, the original drummer of Sparks, or Half Nelson, as they were when he joined, Nicky mm. Forbes of the Revillos, and Pork Dukes. And the Pork Dukes and the Road Holders that we talked about on the Damaged Goods Records podcast. Uh, it had Stevie Savage on guitar, who played with the Road Holders, and also in Alien Sex Fiend and with Danielle Dax. And it had Dexie D'Angelo on the trumpet, and he had played with Dexie's Midnight Runners. It had Lee Sullivan on the sax, and Paul Jensen on bass, who's uh, come over with Harley and his wife Michelle, who took over the lead vocals, shared with Nicky Forbes. And it was fantastic, wasn't it? What a great gig. Again, it, the 12 bar was packed. It was a, probably one of their biggest selling gigs of the, the year, I think. Well, you loved it, didn't you? Because they did uh, a few Sparks numbers. Yeah. The Sparks <laughs> being your favourite band. Exactly. I mean, there you've got the original drummer of Spark. They're playing like No More Mr Nice Guys and Whippings and Apologies. Plus talking the... about <laughs> beat my guest, and we've got a bondage theme running through this. <laughs> yeah. Plus the plus the lead vocalist is Michelle. is a very glamorous looking lady from L.A. Yes, Harley's wife. Yeah, and your camera uh, steamed up, didn't it? I think. <laughs> <laughs> 
But absolutely great band, and they played Revillo's tracks, Sparks tracks, glam rock tracks. You know, it was a really good, fun night out. Everyone mm. went crazy. They were nice people, and Harley was a real gent. He, he was fantastic. And the good news is also he's done a really nice podcast for us as well. He's done a really nice, lengthy interview where he's talking about Crash 74, how they got together. It's quite an interesting story. And also about Sparks, and he's done this really great story of, of early Sparks. So this is like when they first started, right. even before Kimono My House. So it's the first two albums. And when they first came over to England, there's some great stories on there, and it's going to be an excellent podcast. So any Sparks fans, any music fan will love that. And that will be released as a Retrosonic podcast special very soon, so watch out for that. And I'd just like to say thank you to Harley. I'm your boss, the man V-Rocket. I'm 1,500 feet high off ground. I'm going to give you a musical song to match your musical pleasure. I'm gonna win. I'm your musical man. I give you music for your dancing pleasure. This is your music man, V-Rock. I'm the boss of all sounds. Man, music like this you just can't resist. I give you music for your dancing pleasure. Man, you gotta keep moving when you hear music like this. I'm your boss. I'm moving out of space. I have no space to stay. V-Rocket by the Fabion. Um, it's one of the, the many singles I used to get told to put on. It used to be like the sort of uh, iPod of my skinhead cousins. Because mm. they'd send me off to the radiogram and tell me what I put on. Because they were too lazy. The to radiogram? Listen. We had a radiogram. What are you talking? <laughs> <laughs> now, do you still have this single? No, 1972 or something. Okay. No, no, it was theirs. But that's on a, a great, great Trojan skinhead compilation, three-CD compilation. There's some great stuff on there, but that's one I particularly like. Good choice. I like yeah. it. And it's got a rocket. It's got a rocket through it. Special effects. Yes. Special effects. No, like, no expense I like rockets, special effects. Yeah. Dragster, special effects. Yeah. <laughs> they've, been, they've been down the old BBC archive <laughs> yeah. to drag out the sound effects, you know. <laughs> great choice. Dans les airs, je me sentais 
That was Le Boff uh, with Monheur. You'd like that one? I did. Oh, that was superb. En français. Yeah. Yeah. And we're very multicultural yeah. here today. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From <laughs> Rome to Paris. <laughs> or yeah, Marseille. Yeah. And they're, they're a great band that I saw at the Hipsville Weekender down in Bisley recently. Uh, never seen them before. That was the first time I saw them. And they were just fantastic live. Really great. The singer Laurent's a live wire. He's... I mean, the band come on and they play an instrumental, then he sort of appears from the audience, he sort of jumps on, and he's like, where did he come from? And he's playing the, the harmonica, and then he jumps back in the audience dancing, and really, really good band, and um, I thought they are singing French, you know, what are they, French band? And then he's, uh, the singer Lawrence from Marseille, and apparently he came over to the UK, went up to Scotland, um, so they're living up in Scotland, and he hooked up with a, a local band, I think one of the the guys, the guitarist, was in the Thanes, or a good garage band. Mm. Um, so they're sort of based up in Scotland, but sing the whole album is um, is in French, and I think it gives it a nice little bit of a yeah. an edge. You know, it's something a little bit different, and uh, really good band, and well worth trying to see live. I, I I thought it was it sounded really beautiful. I love I love singing in French. Me too. It works, doesn't yeah. it? Makes you want to buy a stripy jumper. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. And listen to Jacques Dutronc. <laughs> but they do they do covers of like some of the old yeah. Jacques Dutronc or the old Yen Mitsuko. Oh, good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have to line them up for the next episode. But that was Leboff and Monner and uh, said a great band, well worth checking out. And what have we got next, Adam?
So that was the Cortinas and Fascist Dictator. Got a request from a from an avid listener in Canada, Gary Field, that we play that, and uh, I'm quite glad he requested it. Good choice. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. I've still got the original single. But he obviously knows his stuff. He does indeed. And you've well, got the, you've got the single, the original single still, that? Yeah, I think it's on Raw Records, isn't it? Okay. And you do you photograph them? Did you back in the? I did, I, I just did, um, they, were, they were having some trouble and they ended up being caught and uh, I ended up <laughs> photographing them outside the, on the steps of uh, of uh, Bow Street Court uh, in oh. Corn Garden. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I think it was, uh, I think the singer was like too young or something, I think he was 16 and uh, they weren't going to allow him out of the country to do some gigs. Oh right. He had to apply for a special <laughs> permit. Oh, so it wasn't like a stage no, photo opportunity. No, it wasn't like that, but he was a young bloke, I can't remember yeah. his name. Yeah. But uh, I'd heard that single, I thought it was great, yeah. great single. Yeah, it's a good single. It could be a 60s song apart from the bit of punk rock slurring on the guitar. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, it's good. And one of them went, didn't he join the later version of The Clash? Yeah. The Bernie Rhodes cash, or yeah, the, the sort of cut the crap era, wasn't it? So, yeah, I think so. But uh, it's a great, great single and good request. Thank you yeah. very much. Thanks, Gary. And I've got a request now. Yes, what are you gonna um, play? Uh, I'm gonna change the mood a little bit. This is for Miami, and this is Faye Hallam Trinity in 1975. And that was Faye Hallam Trinity and 1975 from the 1975 album. And next up we have got uh, The Fallen Leaves and this is Passing By.
Great Fallen Leaves with Passing By and uh, we have already announced on the Damaged Goods uh, special podcast we did about our gig that we're going to be doing at the Half Moon Putney on June the 29th and that's the Spiv's new album The Crowd and the Sounds official launch party and we're really really honoured to be involved with that that's uh, in conjunction with Damaged Goods and Retroman blog and that'll be with the Spiv's The Fallen Leaves and The Past Tense and that's the Half Moon Putney on June the 29th. And that's going to be a really great gig, isn't it? Can't wait for it. Can't I'm wait for it, looking forward to it. In fact, I wish I wasn't organising it. <laughs> because I want to relax and enjoy it. <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be, be under the pressure front. all night, won't <laughs> no, you? No, I want to relax. So if you're <laughs> listening, bands, nails. make it easy for me, please. <laughs> no, pre- no blue we'll, M&Ms being taken out. We'll keep you plied with beer, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> and that was The Fallen Leaves. Uh, fantastic track. And they are... Really one of the best slide bands on the circuit at the moment, aren't they? They really are a great band, and they're continuing to do their um, their first Wednesday in every month, the club night at the 12-bar oh, yeah. club in Denmark yep. Street, yep. which is always a really, really great night. Yeah, it's our second home, isn't it? It is, really. Club. Great place, you know, good atmosphere. Barnet Mark has got it running like clockwork, isn't it? The bands come on. And the Fallen Leaves are good, because they pick different bands to play, don't they? And they always have a good selection of bands. Especially the Phobics. Especially the Phobics, who supported them a couple of weeks ago. I thought the Phobics were excellent. And uh, the Fallen Leaves, well, they just get better and better, don't they, Steve? They do, exactly, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're one of those bands that when you see once, you can't stop, can you? (laughs) You've got to see them, and it's like a drug, because they're such a great live act. And Rob Simmons is just a completely singular guitarist. Perfect. Just a guitarist, uh, the likes of which you just have never seen before in your life. That's right, it's a true original. unique style, yeah. totally unique style. Yeah. Yeah. And Rob was in the, the original Subway sect with Vic Goddard, and you can hear the uh, two episodes of the Ford and the story, which is great because they talk about the old punk days of um, Vic Goddard and Malcolm McLaren and Bernie Rhodes, and they were, I mean, the Subway sect were right there, the very vanguard of punk, yeah. weren't they? Yeah. And the Retrosonic podcast specials on those are out and up on our SoundCloud site, so you can check those out. Uh, really entertaining listen because they're they're funny guys they've got a lot to say uh, good slogans good philosophy punk great rock for gentlemen punk rock for gentlemen <laughs> yeah that's it's true <laughs> great band so we're really looking forward to that and we hope to see you there on the 29th of June 
at the Half Moon Putney. Real I'm a running, police on my back. I've been hiding, police on my back. They were shooting, police on my back. And the victim really won't come back. I've been running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Running down the railway track. Could you help me? Police on my back. They will catch me if I dare drop back. Come and give me all the speed I had. I've been running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. What have I done? I'm still running down the railway track. Could you help me? Police on my back. They will catch me if I dare drop back. Come and give me all the speed I had. I've been running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Running down the railway track. Yes, I'm a running. Police on my back. Yes, I'm a running. Police on my back. Yes, I'm a running. Police on my back. I'm still running down the railway track Could you help me? Police on my back They will catch me if I dare drop back I've been running Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday Running, police on my back Yes, I'm a running Police on my back Yes, I'm a running That was the equals with police on my back And we're playing that because... Uh, you went somewhere special this week, Steve. Yeah, um, it was the the, the, jo- the unveiling of the new Joe Strummer mural, um, which is really great. It's uh, where is it's, it? Um, Portobello Road, heart of Clash Country. Yeah, uh, it's on the corner of um, Blenheim Crescent and Portobello Road, not far from Rough Trade down there. Uh, and it, it was a really great evening. It was um, Gary Loveridge who does sort of the punk rock posters. He's a collector and exhibitor. And an artist called Emma Harrison got together uh, to do this great mural of Joe Strummer. And it's fantastic. It's a good tribute. you know. And they just went and asked a local shopkeeper, can we use your wall? And he was really nice. And they painted this mural and it's all got the blessing of everybody. And it was, it was a good night. And there was about you know, 150 people turned up and a couple of people played guitar and sang songs and the beers passing around. And uh, Ray Gaines was there from Rude Boy. And Mick Jones turned up, which was nice of him to come along. And have a chat, and uh, Gaz Mail was there, uh, and it was a really good atmosphere. And uh, I said it's, it's well worth going down and having a look at. You know, it's uh, it's it's a, n- a nice tribute because I mean there was there's been a, a mural in New York for a while, and I think even in Granada they've had like a, a square and named Plata. after Plaza Joe Strummer. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. We've had because we've had Joe Strummer Subway. Ah, yeah, they've had the Joe Strummer yeah. subway in, um, that's true, in the subway in gallery. Edgeware Road. Edgeware Road. But, um, it's good to have some somewhere on his old stamping ground. Yeah, it was yeah. really nice. It's, it's, it's good. It, it's um, a nice tribute. It was a really good night and, and, and really great of, of Gary and Emma to get that done. Uh, and it's uh, well worth going down. Well, it's a permanent thing. Permanent record. So, and, of course, Police on My Back was a song that Joe made his own, really. Exactly, yeah. It's good, so I thought we'd play something a little bit different. Uh, but well worth, if you're down in Portobello Market, anytime, just pop along, have a look, take some pictures, share them up. They've got a Facebook page, so go along, take some pictures and... Uh, pay homage to Joe. I think soon, Paul, we'll be doing a, a little Clash special with you, because obviously you worked closely with the Clash, uh, taking photographs, and you've got a photo included in this new fangled box set that they're releasing, Couple Sound System. Photos. Yeah, in the Armageddon time. So, you know, we'll be having a chat um, with you, a little Clash special, probably to coincide with the release of that, I think, and hear your stories of uh, life with the Clash. Might be fun. It will be fun. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you about my real gone chick. She's got a different style. And when she tries to talk to me, I always smile. She's tongue-tied to my rocket three 
will put a lot to hear her say. Well, me that for me won't well be that for me won't well me that for me won't well me that for me won't me that for me won't me that you. Let's go. I knew where the lights were low And when they played a boogie beat That cat could really go We danced that night till they lied Then I heard her say Well, me die for me more Well, me die for me more Oh, me die for me more Well, me die for me more Me die for me more And me die you Let's go! Until I'd be her rocking man That's one my heart will never part When my girl says to me Well, me pa 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 da pa 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 Me pa 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 Me pa 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 Me pa 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 Me that for me more And me that you that was a good choice, Paul. That was Charlie Feathers and Tongue Tied Jill. And I mean, I only know Charlie Feathers from Can't Hardly Stand It, which the Cramps yeah. covered. And you can hear even on that that the Cramps actually probably took quite a lot of their act from Charlie Feathers, didn't they? And you met Charlie, did you? Well, I um, I first heard that track uh, in uh, in Memphis in a record shop um, and it was played to me by this guy called Jim Stapleton in a place called Collector's Record Land, which was about a mile from Gracelands and Jim had this uh, I ended up there in uh, in Memphis collecting I was collecting singles in the winter of 76 and uh, Jim had this massive massive collection of rockabilly and I ended up staying at his place for about three days going through his <laughs> rockabilly collection and he said my favorite record is Tongue Tied Jewel on the original Meteor record label and we played it and played it and played it and I mm. just, I fell in love with this record, it was absolutely great. And then, blow me, the very next year I was back in England and um, uh, Charlie Feathers uh, did a couple of gigs in England. They had uh, this uh, show called the uh, Sun Sound Show okay. and uh, he played a few gigs in London, the few of the old other uh, rockabilly guys mm-hmm. and I went down there and met Charlie after the after the show some of my yeah. early my, you know when I was a young photographer so I've still got some pictures of Charlie from that gig so um, were, you were, there, were you there working on an assignment or were you there just as uh, a I just went down I was still yeah. a student then yeah. and uh, I was I just went there because uh, I loved uh, I love rock and roll mm. I love rockabilly and uh, I think Charlie Feathers uh, that record was released in 1956 and for me, that record has always been my real roots of rock and roll record yeah. because mm. it's all there. The guitar breaks play with an, mm. an acoustic guitar. What do you hear now on drums is played with a slap bass. Yeah. And it's just so yeah. stripped down. It's beautiful. And Charlie Feather's voice is just a wonderful voice, of course. Mm. Uh, stolen that style stolen later by the cramps pretty much i think weren't they i mean you can if you listen to it you can you can hear that they're sort of punked up take on it you know but a lot of bands that we're playing now are not actually that dissimilar from that and i said that's from what 56 that's from 56 and the strange thing about that record is that 20 years later i was listening to john peel and john peel said oh that's uh, that's one of my top 50 records it's it was in his singles box when he mm. died. So uh, there you go. A, a song endorsed by a great DJ. You can do no better than listen to all the Charlie Feathers, um, all the Charlie Feathers uh, rockabilly, and uh, you, quite honestly, you can listen to a great compilation which is on uh, Ace Records called uh, Meteor Rockabillies. It's got about, mm. I don't know, 24, 25 tracks on it. Mm. All, all great stuff if you want to get back into that. Uh, early rooty mm. rock and roll and ace records is a great place to to get all that yeah. rock and roll in it their reissues are fantastic <laughs> 
great bit of punk rock from the Phobics, and that was One Girl from their Deptford Calling album, which is a really great record. Oh, I like that. that. You like it? I thought yeah, you'd like it. Super. Uh, no, up my street. Yeah. yeah. He, he had the lurkers. You could see the lurkers <laughs> sign on his head. <laughs> Channeling his inner lurkers. As Channeling Pete Stride. It was brilliant. Yeah, super. Great track, you know. And they're, they're a really good band. I, the first time I saw them live properly, I've seen them play um, like an acoustic set, believe it or not, one of Gay Adverts' art exhibitions. And uh, singer Tom Crossley's a, a lovely guy, and uh, they're a great band. And we saw them supporting The Fallen Leaves at the 12 Bar. It's the first time I've seen them play properly as a full electric set, you know, and they were fantastic, weren't they? Superb, and of course Gay and TV were there. Yeah, a great band, and um, really pleased to see them. Good fun, I mean the guitarist, one of the guitarists, the rhythm guitarist, spent more time off the stage. He was crazy, he was like jumping out of the audience all over the place, fantastic, you know. Yeah, it's a long way down from that stage as well. I know. <laughs> it's like when you get down it's all very well, but it's like trying yeah, to get back trying up, to get back cool, up and look still, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But um, really good band, and I'm I'm looking forward to seeing them play again. Uh, and I so said that was a Phobics and One Girl. Superb. track was that Paul? Uh, that was Carpet Man by The Fifth Dimension. I've never heard that before. Uh, it's a great track, absolutely mm. great track, brilliantly produced track, mm. a bit of a prime slice of psychedelic soul there mm-hmm. from about, I don't know, 67 or 68. Mm-hmm. I Some think... awesome harmonies going on. Oh, you must have heard that Adam. I'm... Yeah but it's the track that I, if I think of Paul I always think of that track, or if I hear that track I think of Paul because <laughs> it's the one track... If he's sussing you out the first time he meets you, he plays it to you. <laughs> full volume. Oh. Um, you, um, you, you must, I'm sure you would. I'm a Bradford supporter, I've bypassed that test. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. But yeah, it's, a, it's a good song, isn't it? Yeah, I, 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 I've, uh, I've always loved that track ever since I first, I first heard it when it first came out. Yeah. All those years ago, and uh, then I think they're more famous for Aquarius, Let the Sun Shine In, that song from Hair. 
that oh, uh, true, I yeah. think they got a huge yeah. hit with. Uh, but uh, Carpet Man uh, came out on a little single, little um, uh, with a picture sleeve, which I've still got. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, I've always loved that record, and yeah, I've played song. it to death, and uh, uh, it's a classic record with beautiful mm. harmonies, great mm. production, and just, just soars. Yeah. It's a bit like the, the the song we started with, Shocking Blue, where where we played Semi a Postcard, but they were more known for Venus. It's almost like they, you say they're a one hit band, like Venus and and Fifth Dimension, like you said with Aquarius. But there, there's a lot more there. You know, there's a lot more worth worth checking out with both of those bands. I think mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they certainly weren't one hit. Well, maybe hits, but they weren't one song wonders. You know, there's a lot of stuff going on. You know, and. Uh, Good choice. Well, I think I have to mention they must, they were around till the early seventies anyway. Yeah. So I think yeah. they 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 produced a, a good body of work. Not a lot that I've listened to, quite honestly. Yeah. So Adam, you've been busy with the Jetsonics. Um, you played yes. a really which we both unfortunately had to miss. <laughs> but you played a good gig down at you missed Kingston. our best gig ever. Oh, oh, not another yeah. best gig of the year. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, storming night. Uh, really good crowd. Um, Mr. Bridger were on with us as well. They were they were oh, good excellent. Band. Yeah, good band. Uh, the Stratocaster unfortunately lost its life. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> After being used as a road drill and then thrown into the crowd. Oh right. It's splitting <laughs> it split in twain. Oh really? Yes. And um, before yeah. that we had uh, a band called Arrow of the Dog who was like sort of a television style New York new wave wave type band. And um, mm. the bass player was used to be in pit bag. But yeah. uh, talking about broken tiles, you you I hear that uh, you're not particularly worried about broken tiles because no. you've been uh, donated some newbies, haven't you? Yeah, yeah we bow to no sponsors, but but <laughs> me and Sam are now sporting Eastwood guitars, which are a sort of sixties, uh, seventies retro guitars, and uh, retro. very good too. We've just we've just yeah retro guitars and good. Uh, we saw some pictures of them this evening yeah, and fine yeah. looking guitars they are too they Adam are. I, I really uh, like them as well I've got them and the quality is really good and everything so yeah, we, we, not, we don't do sponsorship with the, with the retro man <laughs> but if, if anyone out there is listening we're yeah. open to offers you know <laughs> yeah if they want to do an advert <laughs> that's right exactly you know you know what was it we said? No sponsors yeah. ever. No yeah. advertising. <laughs> but, you know, yeah. times are hard. <laughs> yeah, we've just uh, finished recording a new EP, but it's going to be a, a few weeks yet. We were in an old 4AD studio with lots of valve equipment and, oh, right. and Hammond organs and things, mm-hmm. and, oh. yeah, which we didn't use. Lots of feedback, oh. man. Yeah, it was, it was a great place, so we're really looking forward to that. And we've heard the, the, sort of the pre-mixes come back, and they're the best yet. So. All right, so this is going to be your fourth EP. Yeah, and yeah, we did four songs. And, yeah. Are they all new songs? Uh, we've got Lizzie Vickers, uh, My Favourite She-Wolf, um, yeah. a new one called Seven Foot Drop, and a new one that's so new we haven't even got a name for it yet. And it's very short. That sounded good. Yeah. Well, we heard a rough cut. It's not really broadcastable quality, no, unfortunately. Is it? So we, hope, we were hoping to get a track ready, yeah. you know, but unfortunately it wasn't ready in time. Next time. Uh, but we look forward to that EP. And... Thanks for listening, everybody, and thanks, Adam. Thanks, Paul. Thank you. Thank you. Great to get us all back together in one room again. Yeah. yeah it doesn't have a band playing in the corner <laughs> <laughs> or involving copious amounts of alcohol or anything, you know. But uh, yeah, we managed to stay standing. Well, just about. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, don't forget our gig for these spivs, the new album coming out uh, on June the 24th. But our gig is on the 29th, so don't get the dates mixed up. And that's at the Half Moon Putney with the fantastic Fallen Leaves and our great friends, the Past Tense. And we look forward to seeing some Retrosonic listeners uh, in the audience. We'll all be there. We will be there. And there'll be a great crowd. And what's coming up next? Have we got anything on the horizon, anybody? Paul, we got anything you're working on at the moment? Uh, well, yeah, I've been working uh, uh, on, uh, I've been having a look at my Oasis archive uh, and uh, scanning a lot of those um, images uh, which are going into uh, a new uh, Oasis book uh, by Stuart D. Bill. These are personal conversations with uh, people who uh, who knew Oasis uh, back in 94 and 95, so... I think it's going to be a pretty interesting book and that should be out uh, uh, towards the end of the year. Excellent. Well, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you again soon. And to play us out, Adam, what have you chosen? Um, Well, while me and Sam were recording, this was our favourite song that we were trying to channel. This is uh, 
the snivelling shits and bring me the head of Yukio Machine. Fantastic. Oh, I've done one at least. No, you didn't. No, I did. No, we're allowed at least three Fantastics per episode. <laughs> <laughs> we Have on? you done a Fantastic? We on? Yeah, we are. Oh, we're oh, on. Oh, this is bigger for the outtake at the end. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>